0: Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Facebook recently celebrated their 20th anniversary. Joining us to explore how this platform has shaped our lives, for better or worse, digital media strategist Scott Kleinberg. Scott, good morning. Looking back over the past couple of decades, Facebook has certainly left its mark. What are your thoughts on, on how it's evolved?
1: Morning, Bob. Yeah. I mean, Facebook has definitely undergone a remarkable transformation since its inception. Because if you think about it, initially, It started as just a simple platform for connecting college students. That was it. But it's since evolved into this global phenomenon that literally impacts nearly every aspect of our daily lives.
0: Yeah, and now Grandma and Grandpa are on Facebook. uh, Indeed. in, In what ways do you think Facebook has been a force for good?
1: I would say you can't deny the positive contributions that it's made because it has, okay, it has revolutionized communication. It's allowed us to effortlessly stay in touch with friends and family all around the world. Additionally, it's facilitated the sharing of information and ideas and news, and it's empowered individuals to raise awareness about important causes and also connect with like-minded individuals.
0: And as you know, and as we've talked about here, it has not been all positive. What are some of the negative uh, repercussions of Facebook's influence, Scott?
1: I I mean, while it's undoubtedly brought people together, there is a lot. You're right. There's a lot of negative consequences that have come out of that connection. There's concerns about privacy and data security. There's the proliferation of misinformation and disinformation, which started on social media. You know, Facebook has faced significant criticism for its role in shaping public discourse. And studies have linked excessive use of social media, including Facebook, to mental health issues like anxiety and depression.
0: And there have been some uh, controversies about this in the news uh, recently. How do you think uh, Facebook's future is going to unfold in light of all this? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a shadow on Facebook's future, that's for sure. And I
1: really think that there's an opportunity for the platform to reassess its priorities and be a part of implementing meaningful reforms to address all these concerns. But ultimately, the future of Facebook is going to depend on its ability to regain the trust of its users. I think it lost that a long time ago and adapt to an ever-changing digital landscape.
0: And for people looking to navigate uh, all of these Facebook uh, complexities, what what advice do you have?
1: I, I think users need to approach Facebook with a critical eye. They have to be mindful of the content that they consume and they share. You and I have talked many times over the years about the importance of taking regular breaks from social media which can be beneficial, you know, for your mental health and well-being. And it's also important for users to familiarize themselves with privacy settings and also taking proactive steps to protect their own personal information. And it's essential for users, they have to exercise digital literacy, They have to use critical thinking skills when they engage with content on Facebook. And we've talked about this, too. It includes verifying information before sharing. We always say, when in doubt, Google it. And being mindful of privacy settings. You know, you have to participate in discussions about online safety and digital rights. These are things we all need to know. And individuals can can be a part of advocating for regulatory measures that hold tech companies accountable. We've talked about this, for their impact on society, to empower users to make informed choices about their online presence.
0: Mm. Scott Kleinberg, social media strategist, talking about the future of Facebook. What else do you see, Scott?
1: Well, I you know, I don't think Facebook is going anywhere. That's always an interesting topic of conversation where people are like, do you think Facebook will be around in another 20 years? I think there's going to be new challenges from new and existing platforms, but Facebook has gone, has just come too far and grown too big to ever be gone. And I know that's a bold statement, but I really think we're past the days where one platform – and completely overtake another like Facebook did to MySpace in 2008. But going forward, Facebook has to prioritize user trust and data, this is what we're talking about before, to regain public confidence and ensure that the digital ecosystem they participate in is more ethical and responsible. That's on the platforms. that's not on us. And there are plenty of wildcards. So for example, Congress is long overdue in overhauling these social media and digital regulations. How this impacts the overall market, well, that's anyone's guess. And as we said before, Facebook has to deal with changing user habits and changing landscapes, and that means changing technology. You know, when Mark Zuckerberg was sitting in his dorm room in 2004, you know, even someone as smart as him never envisioned Hmm. something like this. I mean, there's no way he did. And we never envisioned a world like this, and how social media and the world intersect 20 years from now, in 2044 isn't something we can comprehend, but it's going to be very interesting to watch it all unfold.
0: And do you think uh, Facebook's role in shaping society is going to change significantly in the coming years?
1: I think that as they continue to navigate all of these issues related to privacy, misinformation, disinformation, the moderation of content, its impact on society is going to continue to undergo significant scrutiny and evaluations. But With proactive measures and collaboration with users and and Congress in this case, Facebook has the potential to shape a much more inclusive digital future for all. You know, Facebook should be focused on these things to make society better. I always say it's a business. But it's become much more than a business. And with great power comes great responsibility. So as long as Facebook and, by extension, any other social media platform of a certain size, they, they can't lose sight of how important this is. And if they don't, then there'll be positive things to say for a long time to come.
0: And now that it's, uh, they've been around so long, do you see a point where Facebook uh, went in the wrong direction and did something that changed this trajectory?
1: uh, It's a very good question, and it's hard to pick one point in a 20-year timeline, but honestly, most simply, it might just be the pivot away from friends. When you hear Mark Zuckerberg tell what the whole point of Facebook was, which was then called The Facebook, by the way, it seems like forever ago, you know, it was to be a technologically savvy digital directory to connect Harvard University students, and As a game users, it made perfect sense to think about the next steps and how do you make it bigger? Because isn't that what every business does, right? They want to think about the next big thing. Well, on the flip side, there are businesses that do things well, and that's all they do. Imagine for a second if Facebook was just focused on friends. Imagine if there was no news to share, no misinformation, no disinformation on a wide scale. Imagine that would mean that there's no user data to be compromised. Imagine there was no need for Congress to get involved with hearings to talk about the safety of children. And imagine what would have happened if Facebook would have stuck with what it did well at the time. I think we'd have a, well, I know we'd have a very different Facebook, and we honestly don't even know if Facebook would have survived. It's just amazing how much those changes have impacted the world.
0: Yeah, and and it doesn't seem like it's been 20 years, does it?
1: It really doesn't. Every time I see something like that, I'm just like, my goodness, am I old? It's just unbelievable.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the time does go by faster as you get older. It's not fair. It shouldn't be that way. Let's open up the Genius Bar and talk about the controversy surrounding the shopping app TEMU, T-E-M-U. Yeah. You, you've probably heard of this. Uh, the app was the most downloaded uh, free iPhone app in the country last year. Uh, CBS ran commercials during the Super Bowl for TEMU. And what, what is the controversy exactly here, Scott? What's going on with this? So much
1: like it, it it's complicated because there's a bunch of different controversies rolled into one. But from a high level, Timu is a lot like TikTok in that it has ties to China. It's based in China and its company is China based. Timu is compared very often to Amazon or Not really like Amazon, but it's also compared to Wish, which is another kind of discount website. The controversy is twofold because there's a lot of people out there who have concerns about its ties to China. But to be fair, a lot of people have concerns about TikTok's ties to China. doesn't make it any less popular, right? TikTok is one of the most popular apps in the world. Timu is very similar. It's so popular, like you mentioned, because it offers things for ridiculously low prices. You know the old adage, if it's too good to be true, it probably is? That's how you feel when you're on this website. At least that's how I've always felt. And you can get free things by sharing things with friends because they're trying to grow audience. But one of the big things that has happened with Timu, and I don't know the reason why, is a lot of people order things and never get their packages. I am one of those people. I one time ordered something for my father and I never got it. And I went through the whole thing with my credit card company, never heard anything back from the company. They took care of it. it, it it's just one of those things where people don't know necessarily going in that that's going to happen. They're lured in by these low prices. So there's this controversy that extends, you know where it's actually based, what it's actually doing. And then there's the whole privacy concern about what its app is doing to your phone, which at the very least, we know it's collecting data, but all apps collect data. You have this particular app that's causing this controversy, and it's just this amazing ecosystem of It's Hmm. even hard to put into words.
0: Well, there are a couple of class action lawsuits that have been filed against this company, uh, mainly surrounding the the privacy issues. In in response, Timu says they categorically deny the allegations. It it seems that most of the heat they're facing has to do with what they're doing with your information. But uh, a, a lot of a lot of apps get your information, don't they?
1: that is the true key thing to point out here this is this has so much attention because of the data issue but yes yes any app that you download to your phone you can look and you can find out the types of data it collects it will tell you now whether or not that's exactly what they collect that's a whole different thing but what you said is so important it's not just this app this app is just in the limelight right now when TikTok first came out I'm pretty sure we had a conversation just like this as far as data goes. And, yeah, you may not want your data in the hands, And it doesn't mean that your data is necessarily going to foreign governments, but you don't have any way of knowing that it's not. And that's the thing you have to be careful of any time you download an app because you don't know what the source of that app is.
0: And CBS uh, getting some heat, too, for running the Timu commercials. More to come on all that. Scott Kleinberg, thank you for enlightening us on that, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care, Bob. Thank
1: you.